0: At Alina Health, it's our mission to provide exceptional care, prevent illness, restore health and provide comfort to all people
1: in our community. Here's your host, Melanie Cole, with the WellCast. ADHD can be especially challenging for children at school. How can you help your child be their most successful? My guest today is Dr. Lisa Bishop. She's board certified in pediatrics and sees pediatric patients at Alina Health Maple Grove Clinic. Welcome to the show. Dr. Bishop, tell us a little bit about ADHD. How would you summarize it, and how is it diagnosed? So ADHD
0: um, is attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, but it can also be attention deficit disorder without the hyperactivity. So it is a disorder of attention and focus, but it's also a disorder um, of other things like um, executive function, um, processing information, um, filtering out unwanted information. so it is attention, but it also um, extends into other areas which affect learning, um, affect interactions with other people, um, so on a, a social um, level. So um, it's diagnosis there's no um, you know there's no single uh, step process to say this is how we diagnose ADHD. However, it's generally um, diagnosed based on um, defined symptoms. So um, symptoms of uh, poor impulse control, uh, symptoms of poor attention, often poor organization. Um, So it's defined by um, the American um, Psychiatric Association um, Diagnostic and Statistical Manual. So these criteria, which are set out you're looking at the questionnaire, uh, usually the Connors questionnaire, which is given to schools and to parents. So the, the symptoms of ADHD must be present in more than one environment. So if it was just present at school, um, we would look for something, you know, related to you know, maybe something specific with that school. So it must occur at home and in school or at home and at work, so in at least two environments.
1: At what age might parents start to notice some symptoms? What should they look for? Because a lot of parents, Dr. Bishop, say, oh, he's just a boy or he's all boy or any something like that. What might they notice at what age that would signal something is wrong or a red flag?
0: So often, you know, parents will pick up something is is different, Um, you know, even by age two. Because um, the child may just need, um, you know, maybe a little bit, you know, more active. May have poor impulse control. Although most children at that age, uh, you know, will have poor impulse control and and focus. But they may just be, um, you know, more distractible. They may, um, you know, get into, um, you know, ha- they may need to be told more times than than a child without um, attention deficit disorder, and which can be very frustrating for parents. But um, but usually, most of the data that we have is based on school-age children, so children who um, are six and up. But parents will often notice this first, and um, parents who send their children to things like preschool, um, they'll often get reports by saying, "You know, your child wasn't listening. We had to tell them, you know, ten times, or they forgot. You know, they forgot their shoes. They forgot." you know, their papers, they, you know, so parents will often, um, you know, get information from other people and will, you know, be aware of themselves, um, you know, earlier than, than school age. But the biggest things that parents will notice or that they will um, hear from other people will be that the child loses things, they have to tell them several times, they may, and evidence of some of poor impulse control, such as like hitting another child or throwing things or having you know, poor emotional modulation. So they may be more upset um, and it, it may be more excited. So some of those, if a child's having those types of behaviors, um, you know, that and it's affecting, you know, how they're learning or it's affecting interactions with others, so those those can be uh, red flags.
1: What help can a child with ADHD diagnosis get at school? Because if they're disrupting the classroom or they can't follow in the mainstream line of thinking, what do they do? What can a parent do to work with the schools to get their child the best education to assure that success?
0: So with ADHD, um, the the first thing that should be done is getting a diagnosis. So actually having a diagnosis is very helpful so that you can say, look, my child has its a you know, neuropsychiatric diagnosis um, so that you know, it's not just because they're willfully not paying attention or they're willfully um, you know, letting their minds wander um, during, you know, during class, which often is helpful because one of the first things is for parents to understand what, the, what, what this process is. Um, Because if parents understand that this is not a willful, um, you know, disorder, that the child's not just, you know, wanting to not pay attention or that they're just, you know, um, ignoring, you know, instructions on purpose, but very often they're missing a lot of that information. So if parents can understand that this is a neuropsychiatric disorder um, and that there are certain things that are going to be difficult for them, it's like if a child is having, you know, is in a wheelchair, there's certain accommodations which can help that child um, to have the same access to things as their peers. And it's the same with ADHD, or someone has described it as, as getting glasses. So if if you have your child who doesn't have glasses and they're, like, wandering around and, saying, and bumping into things, you know, there's certain accommodations, one of them is getting glasses, but just helping them to um, have the same access to things as their peers. So that's the first thing is for parent, uh, parents to understand the disorder. The second thing is to help teachers understand um, the, this, the disorder as well. And, again, that it's not just willful, that the child is lazy, or that they just don't want to, to pay attention. So helping them to understand is a really helpful, um, helpful thing as well. And then working as a partnership. So um, there are several um, things in legislation that can help... Um, children with attention deficit disorder have access to an environment uh, with greater accommodation. And there's two uh, processes. One is the 504, which is based on the Rehabilitation Act, and it's actually an employment law, and that uh, is designed to uh, level the playing field, to provide some accommodation uh, for children with ADHD, things like... um, you know, maybe having a check-in at the end of the day at school or in the morning. But it, um, it doesn't provide as much protection or as much accommodation, and there's not funding attached to the 504. Um, so there's the IDEA legislation, which can offer um, further help from this is the Department of Special Education. And that actually has a very similar criteria. So the diagnosis is the first thing, and then having that diagnosis impair um, aspects of learning for this child so that because they have this diagnosis, they're unable to learn as well or they're disorganized, um, which prevents them from learning as well as their peers. And so getting those things uh, started out, and organizations like PACER or looking at a website um, like CHAD, um there's magazines like Attitude, add attitude that can actually help um, parents navigate the system. But for, just, for parents who just want the initial, um, you know, let's try to help the, these symptoms without taking it further, uh, one of the things is the understanding, and then also for that particular child. So, because not all children with ADHD are the same, just like not all children are the same. So, if that child has a real problem with forgetting things, um, you know... Again, that check-in in the morning and check-in after at the end of the day is a very helpful thing. Um, kids with ADHD are often visual learners, and so when you have them at home, you can have a very colorful chart for them to actually tick a box if they've done it, completed a task. If for doing the homework, to have a place, the same place, you know, same timing every day, and having it as clutter-free as possible, so if they can have that quiet and getting their homework done, um, and then, you know, having it very structured. The other thing is, like, having frequent breaks, because um, kids, they will have their focus, but after, um, you know, a period of time, kids with ADD are really going to, you know, struggle. And at that point, you're not going to get good information or good learning um, until they can have a break and have, just move around physically. The other thing is that sometimes stress balls where... Um, that can help them to actually fo- focus, because kids with ADD they they have they use something in the, um, called the basal ganglia, which is part of our brains associated with movement, and that helps them to encode information. So often when they're you know wandering about and they're walking about, when they're learning something that can be helping them actually learn that subject matter, and that's where like the stress balls can be helpful, or sometimes they can have the, the balls to sit on um, to provide. Um, you know, extra sensation or texture um, whilst they're trying to learn uh, material.
1: Dr. Bishop, in just the last minute, we've run out of time now, and I'm sorry because it's such great information. Please give the listeners your best advice on ADHD and their children to assure a successful outcome in their school-age years. So,
0: first of all, understand, you know, what the disorder is, um, that your child is not a bad child, um, the second thing is to work as a partner with the school and plan early. So talk to your teachers before you start the year to plan um, to try to avoid um, possible issues that you know that may come up for your child, like the organization or, um, you know, self-esteem issues. So, you know, to plan and to partner early.
1: Thank you so much. It's great information. More resources for additional information about ADHD can be found from your child's pediatrician at alinahealth.org, at the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention at cdc.gov, and the National Institute of Mental Health, nihm.com. You're listening to The Wellcast with Alina Health. For more information, you can go to alinahealth.org. That's alinahealth.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.